to a world where we fight to the finish and at the heart of it is one recognizable Alrighty, thanks so much for listening to another podcast with Full Contact Fighter. My name is Kelsey Mowat, and it's an all-Victory FC show. Uh, first up, I talked to VFC owner and operator Ryan Stoddard. Uh, fairly lengthy interview. He reflected talked about his experiences as the VFC promoter, uh, got his thoughts on the UFC Fight Pass deal. You can catch Victory FC shows on UFC Fight Pass. Lots of good stuff in that uh, discussion. And then I talked to Rob Emerson, VFC's Bantamweight champ, who's going to take on Ryan Roberts December 9th for the featherweight title. Uh, very interesting uh, fight. Obviously, Rob has the opportunity to become a two-division champion, so stay tuned for that. You're listening to Full Contact Fighter Radio. You can check out the best clothing with the most established logo in the MMA industry by going to the Full Contact Fighter shop. Just head to fcfighter.com and click on the shop tab to take a look at FCF's famous hoodies, t-shirts, shorts, among many other great items. You can already securely online at fcfighter.com or email fcfnews at aol.com. It's my privilege to be speaking with Ryan Stoddard, who's the president and owner of Victory Fighting Championship, which is going to be holding its next event December 9th in Omaha, Nebraska, VFC 54, which will also be on UFC Fight Pass. Thanks so much for doing this, Ryan. I'm good, man. How are you? Doing very well. And, you know, before we, we jump into this next card, uh, for maybe for people who aren't familiar with this, it's, it's an interesting time for Victory FC, not only because of Fight Pass, like I mentioned, but you're in the midst of a three-show run. So you had uh, VFC 53 go down November 23rd. Now you've got this card on December 9th. And then another card, uh, the 55th card on December 23rd. So it's a busy time for you guys. Yeah, no, it's been a, it's been a good year. Um, this will be our ninth, or we'll end up, uh, this will be our eighth and our ninth shows uh, this year on UFC Fight Pass. And uh, um, it'll actually be our uh, 12th show for the year. We do, we do some smaller uh, fight night shows that, that we don't televise anywhere. Um, and... Uh, it's the most I've ever done in a single year, and it's been a whirlwind. But uh, you know, the growth has been amazing. The the uh, fan reaction to our events has been amazing, and you know, we've been able to add in some some really great sponsors over the course of the year, and um, we couldn't be any happier with uh, the way things have had or the way things have uh, fallen into place. Yeah, that's great to hear. You know, it, it's I wanted to maybe get some feedback on you on to why you think. You're having the success, and the reason I ask is it seems like you know we're seeing regions. I'm up myself. I'm up in Canada, but I know in the U.S. that's similar. You were seeing pockets where MMA, local MMA, was really thriving, and then it's kind of diminished in recent years. And then we're seeing cases like in the Midwest and with Victory FC, where you guys are doing really well. So, what what do you attribute the success to, and the fact that you're able to grow your promotion at a time when a lot of people say, "Hey, look, you know, there's a ton of UFC cards out there, Bellator cards." I'm not going to go out to a local show. I'm just going to stay in and watch, you know, free fights. Um, you know, I, I would love to credit a lot of it to, to, uh, you know, our passion for the sport and, and to our events in general. You know, I, I put my heart and soul into every show. Um, I, I genuinely, uh, I can be a bit of a bear <laughs> come fight day. And, and I tell people all the time it it's really because, you know, these events are a direct reflection of me. Um, and, and I take that very personal and I, I care about a lot about every event and, and, uh, the way they come off and, and, you know, putting our best foot forward. I care about putting together a great card and, and making sure people are entertained. And 
I think people recognize that and I, people are, are willing to spend their hard earned money to come out and see a good show and, and, uh, enjoy themselves, uh, because they've been to victory before they know what, what they, they know what they can expect to get out of each event. And, um, you know, having that, that, that powerful connection with our fans and, and, and our, our great brand, um, as well as the event consistently getting better and better and better each time out. Um, I think that attributes to a lot of our success, mm-hmm. you know, for a long time. I mean, there were so many shows out there because everybody thought that you could just put a show together and, you know, put it out there and uh, it would, uh, people would buy tickets and so on and so forth. And everybody's going to get rich, but, but it's not that easy. It's, it's definitely, I hate using the word grind because everyone, <laughs> every, everyone is quote unquote grinding nowadays, but, but, but being a promoter truly is a grind. I mean, I wake up every day. I eat, eat, sleep and breathe this sport and this company. And, uh, if, if I, if I didn't, have all my eggs in this basket if I didn't you know wake up every day and and uh know that if I don't uh put together uh the right card or get out the graphics or work on our social media stuff um sponsorships you know the the company can't pay the bills and uh knowing that is is what drives me and motivates me every day to to you know make it happen yeah well you know I've been following MMA been doing this a long time and uh, one thing that I, I've noticed with Victory, and, and and maybe you guys are doing it before, and I've just sort of noticed it in the last year, but um, I, I found in the past, often sort of local shows, regional shows, let's say, they may not really try to uh, get, uh, you know, con- they might not try to connect with the MMA press. You know, they, they might just try to stay local. They don't really reach out to outlets like Full Contact Fighter, the old school outlets maybe. Uh, and it, it seems like you guys have, have really done that, and... and from my perspective, I think that kind of helps generate interest uh, for the promotion and get the names out there. And combined with that, also you've got you know experienced fighters like Rob Emerson, guys who are familiar with or who are, are familiar to the longtime fans. Uh, is that kind of by design? Is that uh, you know something that you set out to do and and try to reach out broader than just the regional press? It was it was a funny thing because for a long time I could never get a lot of. Uh, press interested in us because we were just a regional show. We weren't broadcast on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we put together great fights and, and we put guys in the UFC and, and had a lot of success, but you know, without, without having that TV deal or that national, you know, backing, uh, it was very difficult for us to get that, yeah. that added press. So I really never had the connections. And then it also goes for, for national sponsors. I, I didn't have those connections. And then, even though victory has been around for a long time and a lot of the hardcore fans knew who we were, the casual everyday person had no clue. And we kind of essentially all of a sudden went, Oh, here we are with our fight pass deal. And I really spent a couple of years just waiting for the right TV deal. Um, I wasn't going to leverage the business. I wasn't going to go out and, and chase things. I really figured that, when the time was right, somebody would come to us. And I, I remember when Invicta got their fight pass deal, and I remember thinking to myself, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. That's where I want to be. And um, two years later, Titan was making their debut, and I called a friend who had a relationship with the UFC, and I said, hey, you know, who do I need to talk to? Um, she got me in front of the right person, and 
it it just kind of worked out pretty perfectly. So I always knew what I wanted to do and, and how I could take this company to the next level um, with the TV deal. And, and at the time, it you know, there was a lot of times where we didn't use certain athletes or we didn't bring athletes in from, you know, right now we're, we're bringing in a lot of guys from Hawaii. We would have never done that in the past because there was no reason. And more importantly, the platform we had not, not being on a, on a broadcast level of any sort, it didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You know, we were a regional show. We worked with regional athletes. You know, now we've, we've, we're still that regional show with bigger wings, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And as we've started to grow and progress and, and reach out and, and we really rose through the rankings in all honesty, uh, I personally don't think we've done as much press as I wish we would have done this last year. And honestly, I, I was able to get my hands on uh, Scott Zur, our new publicist, uh, the last. Um, he came on board in October. Mm-hmm. And talk about a 180, man. That guy is, is a workhorse. Um, you know, not to mention he does PR for a couple other uh, events. He also has a full time job and wife and kids. And um, he honestly, I've done more press in the last 30 days than I've done in my entire career as a as a promoter and um people like him and people like you taking the time to to call us and and, and hear our story and then put that information out there and him taking the time to to make that happen uh, i couldn't be any happier with it and um you know i i hope to see the brand grow even more because it's doing all those little interviews and 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 having those conversations and building those relationships with people that that are going to build our brand and, and make us uh, more of a household name over the course of time. Yeah, I've known, worked with Scott uh, for a long time. I've reached out uh, to me many, many a time, uh, all the way back to his, his time with Maximum Fighting Championship, which was one of Canada's first and, and greatest promotions for a long time. So he's definitely a good guy to have on board. Well, uh, to quote Mark Pavlich, uh, <laughs> you better run and grab onto that man as fast as you possibly can. Uh, he's he's the right guy for the job so um that's exactly what i did and and, uh, i'm very very lucky to have him in my corner and and uh help help our brain grow and and hopefully over the course of the next year you'll you'll continue to see uh, a lot more out of us as we as we do more shows the one angle and it sounds like you're you're happy with the exposure of fight pass is brought to you and i think the one angle of fight pass that i appreciate uh, especially in this current market where we talked, you know, I brought up earlier how there is so many UFC shows, Bellator shows, etc. Uh, the great thing about Fight Pass is I think in the past a lot of local shows, regional shows, they might do like the online pay-per-view, right? They might have like a, a company that they do the, the just the one-off, you pay 10 bucks, you watch, you get, you watch it and then it's done. Um, but in this modern marketplace, not everybody is going to do that. Not everyone's going to prioritize necessarily to watch the events live. So the great thing about Fight Pass is you don't have to. You know, you, you might tune in right. and watch a couple fights the next day. Oh, yeah, there was Victory FC last night. I'm going to watch it now. Or I'll watch a couple fights, get back to it later. So I think that really gives regional shows an opportunity to, uh, for brand exposure in that sense. The funniest thing is, is we, um, I was able to hire a social media, media agency here out of Omaha um, as we, you know, got into this, this initial situation with Fight Pass and growth and, you know, I really wanted to connect with the fans during our live broadcast. And uh, they've been absolutely amazing. We have a team of, you know, four individuals that come in and, and do our Instagram and our, 
our Snapchat and our Twitter, and, and they're live tweeting with the fans right then and there. And, you know, I, I try to sit there and watch while watching the shows, <laughs> and I actually never sleep after the event. Um, I'm usually up till 6, 7, 8 a.m. the day after the show. Wow. And I will spend two or three hours after every event, and I go through all the tweets, every single one of them. I want to know what fans think. And it, for me, it was it was a scary thing going into these shows where, you know, MMA fans, as a rule of thumb, can be pretty vicious individuals, <laughs> as we've seen with, with Ronda Rousey. And, and, you know, the Internet always wins. Yeah. That's what I always say. Don't, you better hope that an embarrassing photo never gets out there because there are some very intelligent human beings walking this earth and they will find a ways to make fun of you, which you would never believe. And you better just be willing to accept it, grasp it, and laugh along with it, because that's just the way the world works. Yeah. But, you know, being putting victory is my baby. It's my everything. So for me to put that out there, it was a scary thing going into our first broadcast. And I, I spent six solid months building out the the, um, the, uh, the event platform and, and how we were going to run our events and, and, you know, building that standard package of a broadcast. And, uh, you know, I'm very lucky to, to, to get the director producer I have. And you're, you're only as successful as the people you have around you. And, and I have some great individuals around me. And it, it was scary going into that first broadcast, but to see the fans just love us the way they do, it, it, it's really the best feeling on earth. And, when I, when I say I go through these tweets, they, where I'm trying to get to is, is I'm reading, I'm reading, I'm reading, and I'll, I'll wake up the next afternoon, or, or, I'll, or I'll be sitting around the next afternoon, and I'll get a tweet from somebody in, in the UK or, or over in Australia, so on and so forth. They're like, just got done watching uh, VST 49. What an amazing show. Keep up the good work. Like Things like that are it's really unique what Fight Pass is and for people to go back and, and uh, watch those events afterwards and then tweet and then, and then still reach out and, and tell us, uh, you know, how much they enjoy the events or if there's a big moment during the fight. I, there's been a couple of times where people are live tweeting the fight two days later and <laughs> watching them. They're like, oh my gosh, that fight was crazy. And it, it, it's such a unique thing. And, and to be able to connect with those fans and whether it be the UK or Brazil or, um, Australia, it's been another big one for us. Uh, I love that piece of it, and, and, and that's my favorite part of the sport is just people, you know, whether it's the fighters, the fans, um, you know, or the people watching us uh, throughout the world. It's, it's, it's awesome just to see them reach out and connect with us like that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a special time in, the, in that respect. Um, you know, I'd be remiss if we don't uh, run down or talk a, a little bit about this card uh, for people that might be interested and want to tune in. So right off the top, uh, the headlining, you've got, well, the, I should know, we've got two title fights, which is very compelling. And so you've got Mackie Capitola versus Cassius, Cassius Holdorf, which is a rematch uh, for the welterweight title. And then you've got Ryan Roberts taking on Rob Emerson, and that's for the featherweight belt. Rob, of course, is the bantamweight champ. So maybe if you can talk a little bit, uh, run down those fights uh, quickly for folks. Well, if you missed VFC 52 in July, um, you missed 25 minutes of just awesomeness uh, between Cassius Kane and Mocking Patola the first time around. Right. I mean, those guys really threw down, and, you know, uh, Maki ended up winning the decision, uh, but then I've heard from a lot of fans that, that Cassius won the fight. Um, it was, you know, Maki 
he he left the ring looking a little little worse during that that whole uh, uh, twenty five minutes. But it was an amazing fight. It made sense to run it back. You know, Maki missed missed weight going into that fight, so he wasn't crowned the champion. It just made sense. You know, it's it's one of those situations where it's like, okay, we want to see what happens. Let's see what happens. And, uh, we were able to put that together, and, and Cassius also took that fight on three days' notice. Move our last time, you know, our, right. our original main event uh, had to pull out with, with some medical issues, and and Maki was was still here. He was already here from Hawaii, and um, Cassius is is he's fought for us for years as, as an amateur, all the way up through his professional career, going into that event, and he stepped up, and we couldn't be any, any happier. And um, I'm I'm excited to see what both of them look like with a full camp, knowing that. We've been in here before. We know what each other brings to the table. What's the outcome going to be this time? And then originally we started with three title fights. You know, Rob Emerson was going to fight uh, Derek Minner. Derek Minner had some uh, personal issues and, and was, wasn't able to compete. So we had switched things up. And then uh, Rob was going to fight Junior Hernandez in the non-title fight. And then uh, Grant Dawson, who was originally going to fight Ryan Robinson, <laughs> pull out with a <laughs> knee injury. And... I was somehow able to work my magic, and and uh, I, I it was literally two days after Conor McGregor just won his second title in the UFC. I said, Rob, how would you like to make victory history? Um, and and he jumped all over the chance. Uh, both these guys are are just the type of people when they when they get put in front of someone else, they don't back down, and and you know you're in for a fight. And uh, honestly, uh, I. I think it's worked out better going this way than if I had the two other title fights. Um, you got two individuals who've been, uh, you know, in, in the fight world for a long, long time. They've both been in the UFC, and they're they're on that last run uh, to see what happens. And uh, that's usually when you get some of your some some people's best work mm-hmm. is, is right there at the at the tail end. I mean, look at Dan Henderson. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you then. I don't know if it's putting it on the spot, but. Maybe you've talked about this already, but so if Rob were to become a two division champ, uh, do you go the similar route that the UFC has? Would he have to relinquish a belt, or would Victory FC, you know, look at having him defend two titles moving forward? You know, in my opinion, I mean, if he wins two titles in what I believe is one of the top organizations in the world, I don't see why the UFC wouldn't want to pick him up at bantamweight. Well, you know? yeah. Um, when yeah. he when he fought in June, he looked phenomenal. Um, but if, it, so, in my opinion, if if he comes out and gets another big win over a guy like Ryan Roberts, I I would hope the UFC would want to pick him up and and bring him back in. Mm-hmm. Um, but if not, it I I'm not I don't have enough shows where our pay per views depend on on title fights and things like that. That we're we are afforded the ability to have fun with these fights and and, and put together some unique things and right. Um, for Rob to hold both titles, I think that would just be awesome. You know, if if he wants to uh, pick one weight class and and try to move forward with that one, or if he wants to uh, uh, fight a bantamweight and try to make a run and get back into the UFC and and you know take one or two more fights there, and then we can find someone else to to win the featherweight title. I'm really open to a, a multitude of options. It would honestly, you know, we'd have to just sit down and discuss with him what he wanted would want to do and uh, go from there, but. You know, right now we have guys like Rafian Stott coming off a big win over Jeff Curran. Yeah. Um, and then we have a couple other Hawaiians that are coming in that I think are going to make some noise. And then we still have Derek Minner. Uh, we're not short of contenders at, at Bantamweight. And 
Um, you know, Grant Dawson's hopefully going to come back from that knee injury, so we're not sure if contenders in featherweight either. Um, so uh, if that were to happen, um, we would honestly just kind of see what Rob wanted to do and go from there. But at the same token, Ryan Roberts is not an easy task. Uh, every time that guy fights, it's you're in for a fight. I mean, he's he's all of five foot five inches tall. And he's probably five foot five inches wide, and just a ball of fury when he's in, in, in that cage. And uh, you know he's he's uh, done very well in the Victory Square over the last couple of years, and um, you know that he's very familiar with that that cage. And uh, it's it, it, his second home, in my opinion. I think he's had more fights for for Victory than any other organization out there. And um, you know this is his hometown crowd. I think you're gonna you you always get the best out of Ryan when when he's fighting for Victory. Before I let you go, you mentioned Rafian Stotts, who just recently defeated Jeff Curran, who's, you know, I think, what, over 55 vet. I've talked to Jeff many, many times. Talked to Rafian before that fight, actually. Um, what's your take? You've been involved in the sport for quite a while. What, I mean, he just seems like he's got to be one of the top battling prospects out there. I mean, do you, do you see the sky's the limit for this guy? Uh, yeah, I, I think he is the top battling prospect out there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'd like to think that I've, you know, I had a very, very deep hand in, in, in a young gentleman named Rasad Bektik's career. And uh, early on, and, and as you've seen him progress in the UFC, the way they brought him along slowly, and, you know, he's still in the future. He's still one of the top prospects. I'm, You know, you can identify people with something special early on, and uh, Rafion Stott's no different, in my opinion. There's, there's just something special about the kid, and more importantly, his his uh, desire, his work ethic. Um, you know, he had an amazing knockout uh, at VFT 49 April 1st, uh, which was a Friday night. He was back in the gym Monday morning. Um, I can tell you for a fact, I got a Snapchat from him either yesterday or the day before. What did it say? Wednesday? So, so yesterday I got a Snapchat from him. He was already back in the gym nice. um, after a three-round fight with, with Jeff Curran and Thanksgiving to boot kid is a machine he wants it he eats sleeps and breathes this those are the guys i want to work with they they care about it they want it um and uh he has all the tools to 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 not only be successful in the ufc but potentially be a world champion in my opinion and just on top of that he's got all the the charisma in the world and just personality for days uh, I'm I'm very lucky to know him. He's he's a he's a great guy, and he he makes me laugh every time I get to be around him. So, um, I I I hope all the all the best big things for for individuals like him. And you know, Jeff Jeff has been the same way coming off, uh, off that loss. You know, Rafion was you know so very respectful to him, and mm-hmm. and Jeff was uh, thankful for for Rafion giving him the the privilege of you know being his last fight and. Um, you know, I, I, I can't say enough good things about the kid. He's, he's fantastic. And uh, I, I think you're going to see him in the UFC sooner than later, in my opinion. Yeah, he's, he's definitely someone to watch. And, and uh, you know, one of the exciting, one of the many exciting things going on with Victory FC right now, including the December 9th card. Uh, so, Ryan, thanks so much for doing this, and, and best of luck uh, in the coming weeks. Hey, man, the pleasure was all mine. I, I appreciate you having me, and, and uh, I can't wait to come back. Yes, this is El Wapo, and you are listening to Full Contact Final Radio with Kelsey Muller. Speaking with Rob Emerson, who's going to take on Ryan Roberts for Victory Fighting Championships, 
featherweight title that goes December 9th at Victory FC 54. Rob is also the promotion's bantamweight champ. Thanks so much for doing this, Rob. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. You know, let, let's jump off right away with the fact that you could be a two-division champion uh, really soon. I talked to Ryan Stoddard, who is the, the promoter and owner of Victory, uh, last night. Uh, you know, he said he just liked, he was intrigued by this, especially after what Conor McGregor did. So what was your reaction uh, when he came to you with that offer? Um, it was, it was great, uh, to, to be like, to be honest, like I saw Conor McGregor's fight and I saw him do that. And later that night, I, I woke up like four or five times a night and I had like the most real and most vivid dream of my life. And like, it was the fact that I had two titles, just like Conor, I had one on each, on each shoulder. And every time I got up to like change my shirt or grab water and go back to sleep, it kept going back to the same dream. Hmm. So I woke up like Sunday feeling super weird about it. And then like, yeah, um. Ryan called me with the offer the next day. He's like, would you like to fight for this? How would you like to fight for the federated title? I'm like, damn, let's do it. You know, I, I've been in this industry this, you know, for like 15 years or so, and there's not too many cool opportunities that come around to do something like that. So, of course, I'm more than happy to step up to the plate and do it. Um, I, I was already getting ready for a bantamweight title fight, and, uh, man, it's a great opportunity, you know. Um, Connor, the last thing Connor said before he handed Joe Rogan the microphone back was, I dreamed this into reality. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of truth to that stuff, you know. That's um, that, that's similar to what's happening here, you know. So I'm looking forward on uh, December 9th to see that everything aligned and see it come to fruition. Yeah. So you know, when you do, you have a preference. Like, would you rather fight at, at 145? Like, just generally speaking, not not talking about titles. Uh, you know, there's a big kind of ongoing debate in MMA about weight cutting, or is the cut to 135 reasonably comfortable for you? Yeah. Um, Honestly, we will see. So far, I'm undefeated at one at featherweight. I've had three fights. I'm undefeated at featherweight. Um, weight, I feel good. My last fight was at bantamweight, and uh, it was for a title fight. And uh, that was off coming off the suspension and everything, so I didn't fight for like a year and a half. And uh, I cut all the way down to actually 134 pounds for that fight. And it was an easier cut than I've had for most. You know, it wasn't the easiest one, but it was one, it was one of the easier ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, for my body to respond that well over that much of a layoff, Without, I mean, I didn't show any ring rust. I had more output that last fight than I ever had in any round. Like, so my body responded well to the phantom weight cut at featherweight. And I'm a hard hitter. I'm a powerful guy. That extra 10 pounds brings a lot more power to my to my uh, to myself in this featherweight division. So I'm able to do both right now. So we'll see what opportunities present themselves. Yeah, I asked Ryan. You know, we all know that the UFC uh, either stripped Connor or he relinquished it. That part isn't really completely clear, but of the featherweight title, they only want to have uh, him holding one belt, the lightweight belt. I asked Ryan about moving forward, if you know that was something that they could do with you, have you defending two titles if you were to win the featherweight title, and he said, "Yeah, you know, Victory FC doesn't hold as many events; they can they have the sort of luxury of doing quote unquote fun fights." But at the same time, he also right. noted that, in his opinion, he wouldn't be surprised if you win a second belt if maybe the UFC comes calling. So, what's your take on, on all that? Um, we'll see what happens. I'll be I'll be grateful and thankful for any any situation that provides itself. Of course, um, all fighters aspire to get back in the UFC. I would love to get back in the UFC. I think I could uh, cause some waves in the waters over there, especially in that bantamweight division. You know, you can only count on like one hand the guys that hit really hard. You know, in that division, in, in that division, you know, um, like Cody, you know, Lineker. Yeah. Um, you know, very very few guys. You know, Thicket. Um, but I bring, I believe I bring that power of that division uh, with kicks and knees and elbows. And 
I'm telling you, uh, I, I feel like you guys have only seen 50% of what I could do. I'm excited to go out there December 9th and put my body on display and put everything on display in this featherweight division. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I'm just I'm confident. I feel, I'm just 100% confident about this thing, and I can't wait to see you come into fruition. Yeah, Dodson, John Dodson probably get thrown in that uh, hard-hitting uh, mix, too, at, at, at okay. Um So... Let's talk about Ryan Roberts then, because this is also interesting. You noted you were supposed to fight a bantamweight. You're a veteran fighter. Does this kind of change up an opponent? Does that affect you at all at this stage of your career? Or are you pretty able to sort of roll, you know, go with the flow when, when you have opponents change? Yeah, I believe my style is just hard to deal with any man. I think uh, my style is difficult for a lot of guys. Uh, I hit extremely hard, and I have a, a extremely tough chin as well. Um, so it's hard to fight a guy like that. I have a good takedown defense. Um, I'm willing to stay in pocket and trade. Like guys that beat me, you know, only beat me by decisions, or they lay on top of me and squeak out a decision. The whole lay and pray thing. But their faces are always busted up and bleeding. Like I do damage to guys. Um, um, so I believe my just my the way I train is is, is a way I train. I'm not going to change it. I may adapt or add things or add mods to it. And I think as a martial artist, you're always trying to adapt and develop every day. That's all we're trying to do every day we're in the gym is develop. So whether there's a fight or not, I'm just trying to become a better and better fighter and, and develop my mind and my body and everything. You know, every day I go into the gym. I wanted to ask you too, in terms of this fight being on Fight Pass. Uh, when I talked to Ryan, he noted that they've really uh, experienced an increase in exposure and awareness and me- media requests with Victory since they signed the Fight Pass deal. What about for yourself? Uh, ha- have you kind of noticed a bit of an uptick uh, because of the fact you won the title there, and, and this fight's going to be on UFC Fight Pass as well? Uh, I'm just I'm just starting to notice now. Um, you know, like I said, I was suspended for a good year and a half, and then I had like a little run at Bellator over there, um, and I moved. I made a move out here to Arizona and training with the guys that were at the lab. Um, so I made a few life changes. But yeah, I've always I've always felt like I've always been kind of under the radar, and. Um, because I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I miss, I miss the mental aspect of the game. Guys are always telling me, you know, I could be a champion from the neck down. You know, um, I had world champions tell me that. I had Olympians tell me that. And I finally came out here, and I, I believe I fixed what was wrong in my head. And now I use it to my advantage. It's the most powerful tool. And I honestly feel unbeatable. Um, I feel like uh, this is just going to catapult me right now. I, I honestly can't just wait out there to get under the bright lights and, and pull it off for you guys. Yeah, it ties into my next question because I was going to ask you about who's helping you get ready for this fight, and you, you mentioned the lab. I've had the privilege of talking to John Crouch many times over the years. He seems like such a genuine, caring guy, and obviously his knowledge uh, when it comes to jiu-jitsu and mixed martial arts is, is right up there. What, is that, what has it been like uh, training with the lab and with John? For sure. John is, is an outstanding coach. He, he's, a, he's a true gentleman. He, felt, he made me feel very welcome when, when I came out here. And, and I, you know, I was out here in Arizona. I didn't know about him to stay or go, and... I heard about the lab, and you know, he contacted me like four times or so, saying, "Oh, we're looking forward to having you come in," and "Oh, are we interested?" And he kind of reached out to me, and that made me feel very welcome and very wanted, you know. And uh, we got down there, and 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 the vibe from day one is just it's very uh, family oriented. You know, people bring their kids and their family, and it really is a family. And John, John likes to keep it that way. You know, uh, we all in there punching each other in the face, but we're all family, and we all like to do uh, and hang out and. Everything, everything overlooked, everything watched very carefully so no one gets hurt. Our number one thing is get guys to the fight healthy, you know. Um, so the gains I made speak for themselves. I came out here and I said, you know what, if I'm not going to be in the UFC, I need to be out here and collecting these straps into smaller, 
circuit. I need to be collecting belts and all these other smaller shows. And I made a point to myself that I want to win two world titles before the end of the year, right? So not ever having a title fight there, having two world titles. I said, I want two world titles. I made a dream board. It's hanging on my wall right now. I put two titles up there. And this fight is my chance to get my second belt in this federated division. So let's say after this fight, uh, obviously there's a lot in play in terms of you know what might come from victory or, or the UFC possibly or other organizations. When would you ideally like to fight next, Rob? Are you looking to take a bit of a break, maybe you know late spring, or do you want to jump back right back in there after the Christmas break? What's the, the plan there? Yeah, um, I would have to see how my body holds, uh, how my body is. You know, I'm all about being smart. You know, this time in the game. Um, I know taking care of the, the machine is number one, so we'll see what my body uh, is, condition is like after this fight. I'll evaluate and go from there. You know, I would like to spend time with the family here at Christmas, and um, we'll see. Uh, I got some other things coming up in February, but I like to fight, yeah, February or March right away. Um, like I said, I don't do camps now. I just, like, train consistently through, like, like – I just train like a camp. I you know I'll, I'll take time off. I'll come in. I'll train. I'll do it nonstop. Bro. I'm just training. You know these aren't camps anymore. We've been training for this sport for like 15 years now. So, um, kind of always staying safe, be ready for opportunities at any weight class, and you know. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I think definitely uh, something that is a great way to be able to pick up on those opportunities when they come. Right. Uh, well, Rob, it's it's. Uh, it, you know, this fight, it's intriguing on many levels. The, the two-division uh, championship possibility for you. Uh, it's on Fight Pass. Could open the doors to some big things or, or some big fights with Victory FC moving forward. So, Rob, so much for, thanks so much for doing this, and best of luck on December 9th. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I look forward to just going out before. I'm looking forward to 2017. And, um, yeah, you guys will be hearing from me. So, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Everybody's fighting except for the men of honor.